the blast from our past network. I promised you tonight was gonna be special. I also promised you one last great spectacle of death here in this historic arena. Now you will see that death. I give you the death of Snake Plissken! think you're already dead, Snake. Some say you never will be. Because you may have survived Cleveland. You may have escaped from New York. But this is LA, Vato. And you're about to find out that this fucking city can kill anybody! <laughs> Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back. This is the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. It's fast, eh? So fast. Yeah. I didn't want to waste any time. I just like, let's just let's get to the app. Uh, hey, I'm your host, Tim. And uh, with me today is co-host Dean. Dean, you've had a week to work on this. Let yep. us let us have it. Let us have it. No, you know what, Tim? Uh, I am no longer going to just uh, assume I know what we're talking about when I sit down for recording. So you know what? I'm not even going to try anything right now because right. it could be we could be doing anything today. I, who knows? It's true. Knows? It's true. Uh, I thought you could have gone with call me Pliskin. Because he rolls that one out in this movie. I mean, yeah, of course. Of course I could. That, that's okay. That's fine. Uh, Dean, are you ready to talk about uh, Escape from L.A.? I think so, yeah. I think I'm ready. Because we're not doing that this week. Yes, Tim. Yes, we are. Wait, oh. are we really not? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It sounds like you won't let me change things i'm nervous i i honestly i'm nervous either way (laughs) if we're doing it or if we're not i'm still nervous yeah i know yeah good i like that i've got you on your toes i'm now forever on my toes we are doing it i wish we okay i wish we weren't doing it i wish we were doing something else oh no oh that come on okay come on that's that's not a hot take is it? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I, no, it's not a hot take. I'm. Okay. I might be this movie's biggest fan. Oh, well, this will be fun then, because yeah. I wish that Snake Plissken was here in my studio. Okay. To help me escape from this episode. Interesting. Wow. Can That's we part three? Escape just, from talking back. Let's just not do this. How about that? Let's just figure wow. something else out. Okay, I, I guess so. Sure. Okay, let's have party. Let's have a party and play games. Okay, that's okay. why you had a party last week because you just okay. <laughs> really didn't want to talk about this movie. You're like, fuck <laughs> this movie. Let's play more password. Potato. Um. Uh. Uh. The Irishman. Uh, French fries. <laughs> um. Super size me. No, it's French fries. Oh. It, it was a ChatGPT. Uh, <laughs> There's a chat GPT question. 
And they gave I the answer we were, too early. I thought we were still guessing movie titles. Oh, no. No. Hey, that's a good guess. Right? Is that racist? I don't know. The Irishman? That The Irish, you would guess Irish, Irishman from Potato? Isn't that where potatoes come from? I have no idea. I thought oh, they came I, from I, the grocery store. I was not trying to be uh, stereotypical. I no, just no, thought no. that's where they came from. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, I'm so excited to talk about Escape from L.A. <laughs> okay. You've already, you've already turned around on this one, Tim. I couldn't even finish that sentence. You it's... already turned around. You're big, big time turnaround here. <laughs> um, okay. So you're really into this. Um, yeah, it's a, I, I really like it. I, like I said, I'm, I think I'm probably this movie's biggest fan and I would give it like three and a half out of five, but I'm still probably its biggest fan. Okay. Well, I'm thinking I'm going to do mine out of, out of 10. Uh, I'm thinking four, maybe five wow, out of that's 10. It's ridiculous. like, it's half, it's half really good and it's half really bad. But why do you like it so much then? Tell us why, tell us Dean, tell me yeah. and the listeners why you consider yourself this movie's biggest fan? Um, because I like the tonal shift. I like that it uh, he gets a, a ton of money. They give him a ton of money to do this movie, and he just does every idea he can possibly think of. Um, he makes it goofy, uh, which I think is fun for this second one. Coming back so many years later, I think is really funny. Um, since he's like so good at like making satirical movies, I think it's funny that he made this kind of like a goofy movie. Um, I the like obviously the effects are like the big thing that's like so bad but watching it it's like you can tell that certain people who make comic book movies like took kind of style from this there's definitely like style in this that there is in like i don't know sin city like i feel like robert rodriguez took like style from it you know, and if, if this movie came out now, it would be like, oh, that's a choice to make it look so bad. So like that's a choice to make it look all video gamey and all like whatever, like comic booky. So I enjoy it now, even though I think like obviously they were trying to make it look cool and it doesn't look cool. Um, but I, I enjoy it quite a bit. I think it's a fun time. I think it's a, I think this movie's really fun. OK, so the reasons that you like it are the reasons I dislike it, actually. So and that, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that tonal shit tonal shift uh absolutely did not work for me because because of how good escape from new york is and beca yep. because of that grittiness and the atmosphere in that movie and how like realistic it felt i don't like that you tonal shift it into like this like disney movie in a way just yeah. like let's let's make it like ultra goofy over the top yeah not just, yeah, very Disney, Tim. They they go to Disney in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, Tim, one of my I, one Tim, of one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's great. The hang glide into Disney. Land. Oh, what I, else, what I else love, do you want? I love the hang gliding. <laughs> what else do you want out of a movie? Everybody just knows how to hang glide. Oh, yeah, of course. It's so realistic. Of course, it's great. I don't think anything is supposed to be realistic. <laughs> well, that's let's, my problem. Let's start no, there. No, I don't think anything is supposed to be realistic. That's the problem because they, they only went halfway with it. That's my problem is half of it's good, half of it's ultra silly. And I just, I don't think they melded the like gritty escape from New York vibe, which is still in this movie with the silly welcome to Disneyland, which is also mm. in this movie. Like it, it, yeah. it, it's like these two 
genres are like butting heads in this movie and it gets me frustrated. Okay. Yeah. Like obviously I think Escape from New York is a better movie and it is a better movie. Well, that's yeah, that obviously. is better. But like I can enjoy this. I, I like this. I Tim, I've watched this movie four times this year. This year. <laughs> I've watched this movie four times. <laughs> sorry. About which that. is which is two more times than Snake Plissken has ever had to escape a city prison. Well, that you know of. True. There was that Cleveland thing. I don't know if that was a city prison. Uh, I think there's a, a comic, a single issue comic that um, tells the Cleveland story. Makes sense. They refer to it all the time uh, in this movie, which I love. It makes me very, yeah, very curious about what happened in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, I'm Ohio! sorry. Is that shout out to Ohio there, Tim? Did you get, did you get that reference? No. Oh, uh, it's from it? the, the Drew Carey show. That's okay, their, their I was going to say, is it to the Drew Carey show? <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay, yeah, nice. What were you saying, Dean, before I screamed out Ohio? Oh, I was just going to apologize uh, that you hated it so much because I think we're covering this because I uh, stood up for it in the past. I didn't hate it, okay? Okay. I knew going in I didn't like it. I, I hadn't yeah. seen it in a while. I saw it in theater and it frustrated me. And I'm pretty sure I rented it, you know, maybe a couple years after that. And it, it frustrated me. So I kind of figured it was going to frustrate me. And oh my goodness, it turns out it frustrated me. Like, could you oh, imagine yeah, sure. that it still did? So I kind of knew what I was getting into. But there's good things about this movie. So I'm, I'm yeah. happy to do my job here and talk about all the good stuff that this movie has to offer. I definitely, you know, definitely won't be going through some of the boring stuff that I, I, I didn't like, but we'll still do this episode. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know how to get out. I've, I've booked, I booked off this hour in my day yeah. to podcast and to I've got nothing it. else to do. So yeah, it's a ticking just, clock. Let's just go through this. I have, uh, I have one hour until the poison kills me. Yeah. And the only way out is if I do the podcast and I exactly. give the movie a good yeah. a good showing and review, then they'll give me the antidote and I won't be poisoned and die anymore. Yeah, the president has requested that you cover this movie and then injected you with Plutoxin 7. Oh, man, great job remembering the name. Cuz I was you. I was searching for it and I'm like there's no way it's going to there's you. no way I'm going to recall that in 1 second as I'm already into my sentence about it. <laughs> so I just went with poison. Yeah. I almost forgot the seven. Plutoxin 7. Fuck. Yeah. That's a deep pull. Yeah. I like this movie. I will that's say fine, before Dean, we get man, into it, I don't, Tim. That's fine. What? Yeah. I'm before we get into it. Um this you mentioned going to the theater so that just kind of brought up some ideas in my head. Yeah, this is like uh definitely not a movie for the people that are fans of Escape from New York. Yes. Like Exactly. It's that not, was my problem. It's not a movie. Like I was just thinking of like okay, if I was super pumped about going to the sequel uh to, to Escape from New York and then I went to the theater, I would be like what the fuck? <laughs> Come out and be like F, that's an F. Um fail. But I know going into it as, as someone who's like heard about this movie forever, uh, I had only seen a couple John Carpenter movies before this year and then watched them all this year. Uh, so I knew going into it, it's one of the bad ones and it's like awful and it's all these awful effects. So I think going into that, knowing it, I'm able to just have a great time. But yeah, this movie was not made for fans of Escape from New York, which is weird because it's uh, Snake Plissken. 
yeah it's like a, it's a, a hard sequel it's just like here's our yeah. sequel i feel like this movie is like it's for the audience who really loved twins and they're like okay i'm scared of action but i wonder if i could take the next step into the action genre <laughs> right okay what would that look like and maybe yeah. someone would recommend to them you should try escape from la Mm, okay yeah maybe it's like that yeah it's like the gateway action movie <laughs> yeah uh okay so what i do find interesting is because it's a sequel they they do the whole sequel thing in a weird way because it's the same thing over again almost like a remake but the first movie does exist in this world so I was trying to think of other movies that do something similar to this. And I actually really couldn't pinpoint a movie that is like a remake, but doesn't claim to be a remake. It claims to be a sequel. Um, Mad Max Fury Road, maybe? It's kind of Road Warrior, kind of. Uh, and it just claims to be in the same universe. Like, they don't really... They don't stick a timeline to it. Yeah. That's all I can really think of. But but, th but then it's not the same. Like, this is almost beat for beat the same movie. Yeah. Kind of Evil Dead 2. It's like that first one happened, but then also we do it again. That's a good one. Kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was like like budgetary reasons. Like, they got more money. So yeah. They, they, yeah. He kind of did it the way he wanted to in the first place. But that's a yeah. good call. Yeah. Uh, that's Escape from L.A. He got he got all his money. They gave him a ton of money. They're like, uh, here you go. We'll back up the money truck to your house. Make us Snake Plissken movie. And he's like, great. I'll do all the things that I wanted to do. Uh, does anybody have... How much does a basketball cost? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Dean, I had a lot of fun on this episode. So, <laughs> all right, uh, see you later. <laughs> everybody, check us out on Patreon. And uh, Dean Dean's going to um, surf. He's going to start surfing big waves if you don't uh, check out BFOPnetwork.com. Catch you next time. You know what? If we ended it right here, I'd feel pretty good. I think I got, <laughs> I think I got it off my chest uh, that I like this movie. Um, I got a few things out there of why. I'd feel pretty solid about it. Oh, my goodness. You are giving me an escape out of this. <laughs> it's a, you can go. You can hit end right now. Post. <laughs> Yeah, well, unfortunately, I did make some notes, so I feel like we okay. might as well do them. And I already mentioned I've got yeah. nowhere, I've got nowhere to go for the next hour. So, I mean, I've watched it four times. Might as well get into some of the plot. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about the good stuff. How about that? Okay. Cool. Now here's a synopsis. Snake Plissken is once again called in by the United States government to recover a potential doomsday device from Los Angeles, now an autonomous island where undesirables are deported. This movie was released in 1966. That's not true at all. It was re released in, in 1996. 1960. No wonder the effects are so bad. <laughs> 1966? I mean, let's be honest. They look like 66 effects. Yeah, they're awful. Tim, just imagine. This is like 1996. This is three years after Jurassic Park. Three years. Ooh, that is something to imagine. Jurassic Park looks so fucking good, and these helicopters look awful. Yeah, I know, but dinosaurs a helicopter. are so much easier to create and animate than a helicopter. 
and a wave or a wave <laughs> a wave wow these are so bad yeah they're they're awful yeah i do enjoy them like i said though they make me think of a comic book movie i like that take um i like that synopsis as well it's it's good oh yeah synopsis is really good it's uh it it it's basically everything you need to know going into the movie it's perfect perfect setup so the movie budget of 50 million and it, wow, th- this is this is weird, and and it's also weird that this is coming from me that I'm going to say this, but I'm surprised it only makes twenty five million. Yeah, that's really surprising. You've got the first movie to bank on. You've got John Carpenter. I'm very surprised this only made twenty five million. I'm pretty surprised. I mean, he's been like hit after hit for a while uh, leading up to this movie. I mean, I guess he started to on the decline a little bit. He, I think, memoirs of an invisible man had come out right before this, mm, and uh, that's, that that's was, tough. That's tough. That's a tough one. A yeah, tough but uh, that. still, though, like Escape from New- Snake it's got a Plissken's big back. Name. It's a big name. I'm, I'm running to the theater to, to yeah. watch Snake hey, Plissken again. I, I ran running. to the theater. You ran there. I was like, oh, like opening week or second week. I'm like, dude, I can't yeah. wait to watch this movie. Wow. I was 10. I didn't know who Snake Plissken was. Oh, that's okay. You got there. And you didn't bring me. No, we weren't friends. We weren't friends when I was 10. That is true. (laughs) We weren't friends. Music by John Carpenter, who's always involved in his film scores. He was helped out by Shirley Walker, and she's worked on Nightbreed, Pacific Heights, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, True Lies, among others. Obviously, a banger of a score. Like, anytime oh, John yeah. Carpenter's Rules. doing the score, you know it's going to fucking rule. This was fucking n- best. no different. Like, I, I loved yeah. listening to this movie. It was great. Same. It was written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill and Kurt Russell. And Carpenter and Hill teamed up on Halloween 1, Halloween 2, and The Fog. So they have a working relationship. And they yeah, cool. brought in Russell, and I wonder if Russell brought in Disneyland. If maybe that was his contribution. <laughs> maybe, maybe. He's yeah. like, "Hey, have you guys heard of a movie called Overboard? What if uh, Escape from L.A. had more Overboard and less Escape from New York?" Right, and they agreed. Yeah. Now the cast is a perfect representation of how I felt about this movie. I'd say half good, half bad. Okay. I loved Kurt Russell, obviously. Yeah, he rules. He rules. He's the best. He's Snake Plissken. Steve Buscemi, as map to the stars, Eddie. Incredible. Just killing it. Just Buscemi, killing it. Stealing, stealing scenes. Stealing scenes. Owning, owning every scene he's in. So happy when he's on this on the screen. Uh, Amazing job. Stacy Keach, as Commander Malloy. Um, someone who I normally don't like in movies because he seems to always have to play the asshole and you, you always Definitely. just don't like him. Right. He's great too. Like I end up he's liking great, yeah. him in this movie, even though he's kind of like on the other side of who we're supposed to be cheering for. He wins yeah. me over. Bruce Campbell as the surgeon general of Beverly Hills was hilarious and terrifying Excellent. in his small yeah. bit part. Oh, very terrifying. Yeah. So that's the good. 
But then you have oh, AJ Langer as Utopia. And I don't mind her as an actress, okay? I thought she was really, really good on the show My So-Called Life. Yeah. I thought she was quite good in People Under the Stairs, but I have a lot of trouble buying her character in this movie. The way that they portray her sort of like physically and emotionally, I don't buy what they're trying to sell because she's like this sweet, cute girl. She's like wearing pink all the time. I just don't buy that that character does what she's supposed to be doing in this movie. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't think her character is great. Character is a little inconsistent, I think, Um, which, yeah, I think is what you're getting at. Um, So, yeah, I'd agree. I think she's fine. It's hard to say. It's hard to say when it's like either a character or an an actor, like what are they being told to do? How are they being told to play it? Uh, So I think she's fine, but I agree the character is not very good. Like, I think if you want to do the things you're doing with her, you have to cast like a 12-year-old girl. Like someone who's very, very immature and decides right, to yeah. do these things, but still yeah. still behaves kind of like emotionally mature and, you know, is kind of like cute and fancy. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, George Coraface as Cuervo Jones. I do not like him as the antagonist because he never felt hard enough for me. Like, this is the guy who's in control of L.A.? Really? The very first time we see him, he's releasing a dove with, like, a flowery background. It's like, they're like, this is the the man who's in control of L.A. This is the only footage we have of him. Like, how about he's cutting someone's stomach out? But he's, he's, well, am I wrong? He's in control of L.A. Yeah. He's releasing a dove and it's like a love note to Utopia. Yeah. Okay. He's uh Ooh, what a badass that guy is. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I'm scared. <laughs> I am definitely not afraid of him. <laughs> no, is, no way. Um, no fucking way. He is so soft. Uh every like scene he's in, I feel like someone's just gonna like take over like push him over and be the new leader like he has no control he also has no control like everybody is just doing something else like going against what he says you know matt from the stars eddie does whatever the fuck he wants and then just like explains it away so like it makes it makes cuervo seem less uh the the crowd doesn't want to do what he what he wants. Like I don't know. I feel like he sucks. He does. I feel suck, like yeah. he is not a great. Yeah, not a great antagonist in this movie. Uh, solely, um, like he's the only one. He's the only antagonist, basically, like the the head guy. So yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not not for it. Could have done better. I like his brother a lot. Osmosis. Which one is his brother? Osmosis. Is it what? What are you talking about? Osmosis Jones. Oh, the little um, the blue guy. the The little blue guy that goes inside your body goes inside Bill Murray. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. He is cool. He's cool. I agree. He's he could run L.A. Yeah, see that I would from buy. the inside of buy. Bill Murray. Yeah, that I would buy. He, that guy has skills. That's good. Yeah. Now, I love Peter Fonda, so when you put him in this movie, I feel like his character was a bit wasted, his pipeline. 
Mm. I would have liked to have seen maybe that guy's like plays the role of like the Hershey character or some someone who could really help out. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I liked Hershey. Hershey was fine, but Peter Fonda is such a big name to have him in this role. Just seemed really weird. He's just like the dumb surfer yeah. dude. Yeah, this is the, this is one where I like it because I know the movie's dumb. So I like that Peter Fonda is playing a dumb surfer dude. It, it's funny to me that you have such a big, like classic actor just to be surfer guy. So uh, I I agree with you, but I I like it for some reason. Uh, yeah. Okay. The last thing I'm going to rip on here is Cliff Robertson is the president. He did not work at all for me. I I, want, I love Chris. I want him recast. I just want someone else. Oh no, I love Cliff. At times, I liked what he was doing, but okay, yeah, I I don't. I think my problem is I don't buy him as a president. And first and foremost, you have to buy this person as a president. He's the president of the this U.S. this great state of the USA. I don't, I don't buy it, man. I just don't buy it. Yeah, this like I think he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. I I think that this is. You are not supposed to buy that he's president. He's such a baby. Like, I love him as baby president. Everyone has to tell him what to do. He's hiding under the table when shit's going down. Uh, I think that's exactly what the movie's doing. Uh, he's not He's not like the, the Donald Pleasance president. This is a different time. And, uh, yeah, I, I like it in this movie. Because of the mo- what the movie is, I like him in it. Okay, uh, let's get into this movie here. Um, it's 1998. And there's a narration of, in the late 20th century, hostile forces inside the United States grow strong. The city of Los Angeles is ravaged by crime and immorality. To protect and defend its citizens, the United States police force is formed. A presidential candidate predicts a millennium earthquake will destroy L.A. in divine retribution. An earthquake measuring 9.6 on the Richter scale hits at 12.59 p.m. August 23rd in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Do you know that? Is that that a song? In the year 2000. Don't know it, Tim. Don't know it. That's Conan O'Brien. That was a bit on his show. Oh, okay, cool. They started that bit in like, I don't know. It might have been like after 2000 even, but then right, they'd, they'd right. like sing that song and then they'd read a, like something that's going to happen in the year 2000, but it's oh, like fun. Yeah. not far in the future or it's already happened. Oh, I like that. I do like uh, Conan O'Brien a lot. So uh, that sounds fun. Now we get to watch that earthquake ravaging LA. And this is really weird yeah. because it looked really good. Yeah, for sure. The destruction of buildings and like the giant wave they had, I thought was yeah. really, really good because I remembered bad effects and it didn't start out with that. It started out with good effects. Yeah, true. Yeah, the, this part is not the part, uh, not the bad effects. So LA has become separated from the US. It's now an island and declared no longer part of the US. It's the new deportation point for people who are unfit or undesirable. Cut to 2013, and we're at the deportation center, and Snake Plissken is on his way there in handcuffs. Uh, I loved the feel of this depot. I thought the guards looked great. They were dressed in all black. They had these really cool black face guards that covered their entire face. Uh, The inside of the base is equally cool. There's people who have chosen 
to be fried in the electric chair rather than go to LA. Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm sure those people are just like, there's far worse things than being electrocuted in a chair. I'm not going. Excellent. It was neat. Were there like priests in there and stuff too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's that's fun too. You know, like uh, absolve you of all your sins before you <laughs> yeah, get electrocuted yeah. or before nice. you go in or whatever. That's yeah. really nice of oh, the yeah. deportation center to do that. Of course, of course. Yeah, they didn't have to do that. They don't have to employ priests. They got to pay those guys. Yeah, there was no last meal, but uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. True, true. So they get Snake in a room and they give him a rundown of what's going on. And why he's here. And that is Dean because the president's daughter, Utopia, stole a top secret device, then hijacked a plane, then launched an escape pod into L.A. Now, I thought this scene was great. Oh, yeah. Right? What, what, what do you think about this scene here? Oh, yeah. The entire, like, um, I don't know, interrogation scene, whatever you call it, um, uh, is great. It's... um. I like that we don't really, he enters the room and he kind of sees like, you know, kind of stuff in the room and he's sort of messing around with it, but not really. And we don't really know what it's for and what it's all about. And then it comes into play later. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that he's he's talking to everyone. They're explaining it through like, uh, like, uh, like they play like a hologram basically. And like, he's watching it at first, but then they play another one where he's like at the scene. He's like in the, in the video that he's watching really cool stuff. Um, he, you could see he's like surprised by it. Like this isn't technology he's used to. So that's cool too. Just to see like that. It's not just like a normal thing that when someone shows you a video, you're like part of it, you're in it. Um, so yeah, the, the scene was awesome. And then he like eventually snake, you know, they, they tell him that he's been, already injected with uh, this plutoxin seven he's been scratched on his hand and so he wants to he wants to do some damage himself on on them and uh they're just holograms they've been holograms the whole time and so i think that that's it was a really cool setup of the scene where like they were doing all this cool stuff with with holograms and him being in the video and then they use it uh you sort of like against them right at the end and they're not even in the room uh, i thought that was uh yeah I, I thought it was really fun yeah same uh, really neat again like the effects looked really really good here so yeah it's, it's, just, sure. it's just weird how bad they got later but yeah yeah when they make like the entire room the video that they're playing of utopia like explaining what why she's doing what she's doing and yeah it looks like snake is like on the plane with her it it was so neat so so yeah. good yeah but snake doesn't care to help. He's like, whatever, this is your problem. But they have already poisoned him and they tell him he has 10 hours to be back for the antidote. So he reluctantly agrees to go. Start that clock, ticking clock again. Classic. <laughs> Classic yeah. countdown clock. Classic. I love it. At least it didn't get down to one second and then they're like, oh, you made it with one second to spare. Yeah, this is better. Do you remember in that Bond movie when he stopped it with 007 seconds left and that fucking rolled? What the fuck was that? No, that was great. We loved that. Oh, was it? Well, okay. the same reason. We're like, we don't want it to stop on one because that's so fucking stupid. Right. right. Stopping on 007, that was that was sassy. Zero. Yeah, we what was it. that? What movie was that? Was that Goldfinger? Yeah, that was Goldfinger, yeah. Yeah, Z- 007. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's cutting it so close. 
No, he's making a he's making a flex. He's flexing. Oh, he's like in total control, yeah, and he's just like, like "Watch well, this yeah, shit." Yeah, yeah, hold, hold my uh, my laser pen. Yeah, check wow. this out. Check this shit out. <laughs> he's got perfect precision on the clock. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I uh, I do enjoy the clock in this movie because uh, yeah, it's uh, you think it's going to be a big deal, and it ends up not being. So I like it. Yeah, a red herring, if you will. Ooh, yeah, for sure. Uh, hey, everybody, if you like Bond movies, uh, check us out on Patreon as we're walking through the Bond franchise. There are 10 movies over there for you to check out. Wow. They're all great, too. Yeah. Well, that's a lie, but the episodes, all, the episodes like, all are the, all fun. All the episodes are great. All the, the Bond movies, <laughs> I would say 9 out of 10 yes, are yeah. pretty great. Yeah, we're, yeah that, that's, that's where we're at right now, 9 out of 10. Yeah. Which one don't we like? Gotta see. Go find Gotta out. go over there. Go find out. Tell you what, it wasn't wasn't Goldfinger. It wasn't Goldfinger. It's one it was of the a better, fucking great movie. The best. Well, yeah, it's my my number one so far. Oh yeah, nice. Now they suit Snake up here with a bunch of gear, like stealth clothing, guns, grenades, a blow dart, a one-time hologram device, and a box of matches. He looks fucking great. He's all black. Everything's black. Yeah. And uh, another great toy here that never was. I would have loved this. I think this toy exists, I think. Okay, well, I'll check it out then. If it is, if it does exist, it's probably from NECA, and it's probably $450. Okay, okay. So, like, that's that's as good as it not existing in my world. Right. Because I'm never, that's never going to be part, it's never going to be in my possession. You're not going to get a $400 Escape from L.A. toy, <laughs> no. Tim? Hey, maybe no? if we hit 1 million f- subscribers on Patreon, maybe, okay. I, maybe I can get okay. that. You can get that uh, Escape from L.A. Yeah. Now, fun part here, where Malloy takes uh, Snake to like the sub that he's going to be using to go into L.A. I don't, I don't remember what the fuck he said. He's just like something like, are you guys gonna be here when i get back or something like what does he say to you what does he say to them was pliskin say to them yeah what's his question he says do you he says uh are you the ones that give me the antidote when i get there back? you go thank you yeah and they're like they say no we're not and he's like okay great yeah. and he just starts shooting them yeah <laughs> awesome. and they're just standing there and yeah. what's so good about this is we've already seen them be holograms so yes. when he shoots at them and nothing happens i'm like oh shit they're holograms again but that's yep. not what happens here. They've just loaded his gun with a cartridge of blanks because they expected he might do this. So yep. this is really smart. This is like an extra level up that fooled me. So I I, yep. I really like that. I like that. Same. Uh, it. I I'll always think. I always think they're holograms. Uh, watch it four times this year. Every time I think they're holograms because they've already done it. Yeah, to exactly. You, but no, they loaded. Yeah, they loaded it with blanks. It's really good. It also makes for like a really good neck scene where he actually does like he's so disappointed <laughs> that he didn't shoot them and he jumps down, uh, like down towards the sub and he just takes out his like magazine and he's so pissed. Yeah, off he switches out the blanks and he just kind of throws it away and puts a new one yeah. in and he's just like fuck. <laughs> I really like that scene. Yeah. So they send him to L.A. Uh, underwater in a one-man sub. Uh, very rough effects here. They do give us one second of that green grid from the first movie. Like when he was yeah. flying into L.A. Sorry, when he was flying into New York. Um, 
we commented uh, on this in our review. It looked so cool just seeing New York City and every building yeah. was just like green lines. And they do that a little bit underwater. I just would have preferred if the entire thing was that green grid. I don't need these shitty effects. Give us that cool green throwback for the whole time. I just love that so much. Yeah, there's um there's a special feature out there on the effects, and I I think the the gist of what happened is that some somebody like said yeah okay we can do the effects for this movie all good, and then when they got to the part where it was like afterwards and it was time to put in like what they wanted to put in, they explained what they wanted, and these 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 people were like we can't oh, do that we've never we've never done that before we can't do that we don't know how to do that it was like a specific computer that was like running the effects that they were doing for the movie and they needed like the people who like created the computer to come and try to do it and this is just the best they got yeah so snake gets to la he meets pipeline played by peter fonda who gives him directions to the sunset bowl where Snake goes and finds Cuervo Jones and Utopia driving in a car, speaking to the ma- the masses. Snake immediately goes after them. I like this. No time to waste. He's on a clock. He gets pretty close to getting Cuervo. Like he's he's on a motorcycle. He makes it past a few other motorcycles. He makes it onto like the car just behind Cuervo's car, but then Cuervo takes him out with a couple of balls on a string which I had to look up to see if it was, if it was an, uh, an actual weapon, which it is. It's called a bolus. I was like, okay. what the fuck did he just hit him with? Yeah. Why didn't he just shoot him or something? But yeah, I know. It's like a, He's like, wait, I'll handle this. And then he pulls out two balls on a string. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is I'm this like, guy? That's not going to work. What are you doing? But Did you just see him on the motorcycle <laughs> take out five guys? You're dead with your little ball and string. Yeah. Well, he's very good with it, and it worked. He's excellent with the ball and string, turns out. Yeah, so Cuervo drives off, and Snake is left behind with four guys standing in front of him with machine guns, and they're ready to execute him. And this is where we get the Bangkok rules game that we've talked about before. Yeah. Now, I I mean, I know it's a silly movie, but why would these guys agree to this game? Honorable. It's It's beyond me. Honor. It makes for honor a fun honor scene, among thugs. Why would they have honor? I mean, Snake doesn't, but they do. You know why they have honor? Because they work for fucking Cuervo Jones, who's so soft that he probably <laughs> plays these games with them and sticks to them. Yeah. And they're so they they all they know is all they know is honor. I like that. I like that. I like the Cuervo softer out here going here. This is good. <laughs> They've never been wronged by Cuervo before like this. They've never been lied to. Yeah. Now he's just he's just his Bangkok rules as he throws a dove in the air and when the dove lands, then they can draw. But then they just end up watching the beautiful dove fly away. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He throws the dove up. The dove flies away and then he shoots the guys who are watching the dove (laughs) fly away. Yeah. (laughs) And then he writes Utopia a love love letter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hides it in her pocket for her to find later. (laughs) She doesn't even seem to like him very much. Well, I mean, another problem I have, just like we're we're yeah. supposed to believe she's doing all of this for Cuervo Jones, and then the whole movie she doesn't even like him. So, that's where her character is quite inconsistent. I think like that's where we just don't get enough of her to be able to understand what she's doing and why she's changed her mind. Yeah, but I feel like I don't I don't want more of her. I feel like that would be a mistake. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would like more of a different <laughs> but... character playing her part. 
who yeah, I actually I care about, but maybe she got kidnapped. But then, yeah, I don't know. That's it's not as good because you need the president to want to kill his daughter. Her role in the movie is, oh, I'm mad at daddy. I'm going to steal what <laughs> yeah. he likes the most and give it to this guy I've fallen in love with because he sent this me a that... video of him releasing a dove. Oh, I'm so hot for him. And then she meets him and she's kind of like, oh, you kill people? Mm. Oh, you want to kill me? Mm. I want to go back to daddy. Take me, snake. Will you please take me home to daddy? That's that's her you in this movie. That's her in this movie. You know what happened? I think it happened when he picked her up and he's like, hey, baby, what's up? Um, thanks for bringing me uh, this thing from this little disc from your dad. But he picked her up in that car that has doll heads all over it. And she's like, ooh, red flag on these doll heads. I'm not sure I'm into this guy. I thought those were skulls. They were definitely doll heads. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's again. You thought Coypo Jones would be pulling up with skulls on his on his car, and he's putting doll heads on his Great. car. I was projecting on Coypo Jones. I'm like, I want this man to be a fucking hardened gangster. Were, I'll tell you, Tim. They were not skulls. <laughs> okay, then. Now, Snake briefly meets Map of the Stars Eddie, played by Steve Buscemi, yeah. before leaving and bumping into Taslina, played by Valeria Golino. And my goodness, I loved her. I wanted She's so incredible. much more of her in this movie. So what does the movie do? They fucking kill her. They they give me five minutes with her. They make me fall in love with her because she's so adorable. And then they kill her. Yeah, she's awesome. She's an awesome actress. Uh, always great. And uh, her character sucks in this movie so much because, like, I mean, her character doesn't suck. Her character's good. She, like, just dies. They just, like, establish her, give her a little backstory, give her a scene, dead. She should have been there till the end. Like, I would have been so on board sure. I would have cared so much more about the movie. There's no reason to kill her. It doesn't make me think, oh, shit, L.A.'s tough. This is going to be tough to escape here. You shot the, you shot that woman. I already know. I already know it's a tough time. The guy's driving around with doll heads on his car, Tim. It doesn't <laughs> get much more badass than that yeah and killed by the gang we never hear of again in the movie they're yeah, so the badass why is that in why is that and in I, the movie that's killed weird. in a drive-by too it's just like there's yeah. one shot she gets killed and then someone screams drive-by oh well like that sounds more like an assassination <laughs> than a drive-by yeah uh yeah. Uh, hey, but before she, before she gets killed here dean we've got some business to take care of before she gets yeah, killed yeah, yeah. i'll jump ahead a bit because she we like her. We like her when she is actually in the movie. Yes, we do. Um, so she kind of meets Snake. They uh, they meet like hiding in, in the tree line. And then they both immediately get captured by these harvesters, harvesters of body parts. Uh, I thought this was a pretty fun idea in the movie. These harvesters look so fucking weird and creepy oh, and yeah. terrifying and off-putting. I think it's a great idea. Like... There's a good chance this was Carpenter just making commentary about the state of Hollywood at this time. But oh yeah, for sure. Everyone's plastic surgery looks so fucked up. And then of course Bruce Campbell, the surgeon general of Beverly Hills. Like I I love that idea. Yeah. 
great character name. Um, and I, I love that they're just like taking everything off of people. Like they're taking their eyeballs, you know, they're cutting off cheeks and then they're just like putting it on themselves to keep, you know, keep young. That's their, that's their plastic surgery. Uh, it's great stuff. Yep. Um, Bruce Campbell is like covered in blood, just covered in blood stains. Uh, he wants to take uh, some parts from Snake. Snake hits him in the head with a blow dart, then Great. escapes and takes Taslina. They go into the sewers, and then this is where Taslina gets killed after uh, a few minutes of them really kind of like building a, a good character and good connection with her and Snake. Yeah, shit. Now, Map of the Stars Eddie comes by and picks up Snake to help him out. But he doesn't help him at all because he opens up his glove box and Snake gets shot by a stun gun. And Eddie works for Cuervo and takes Snake to Cuervo. Um, Sneaky little bugger. Just perfect casting with Steve Buscemi as the slimiest double-crossing dude. Just... Oh, yeah. You never... He's the type of guy, he's like, he's flip-flopping to whatever side is in power and if it goes out of power he's flopping back and just saying like oh you no 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 i was doing that on purpose i i've been with you the whole time i i knew that he was gonna he was gonna do that and i wanted to be there when he did and now i'm back with you because you're the best and you're the one i want to be with he's so good yeah he's the smooth talker it totally works uh buscemi is just absolutely killing it in his uh in his heyday here where he's in like 1996 he's in like every single movie yeah no doubt um just killing it i love that when they capture snake um they tie him to a treadmill like a moving treadmill i love it he's just walking in the walking on a treadmill when he's captured and he's just in the background of like their video (laughs) Uh, that they're going to end up sending to the president. Cuevo sends the president a, a video and he's just walking in the background. So then they don't even mention him. They don't even mention like we have Snake Plissken. They're just talking and he's just in the background walking on a treadmill. That worked out well, too, because like the president who's watching, they thought Snake was dead. So yeah, then they see true. him and they're yeah. like, oh, he's still alive. So we can still go on yeah. with this whole snake plan, even though he's like on that treadmill. But we learn here sort of what the plan is and that is that this little black box device which is called the sword of damocles is a device that controls satellites in orbit and those satellites can fire targeted emp pulses and essentially make the world go dark if they decide to target the world yeah now fun scene one of the one of the funnest in the movie they take Snake to a football stadium that is holding games of terror. There are yep. modern day gladiator fights. We see some dude get his head cut off. Um, there's basketball death is being played. We see a guy lose at that and he gets machine gunned from like every possible angle. And they make Snake play this game with his life on the line that nobody's won before. It's basketball. It's full court. He gets two points per basket. He has to score on one basket and then the other basket. And there's only a 10 second shot clock and he has to make 10 points. So obviously what would happen if you were playing this game is you start off close to the basket and then with your low shot clock, 
every time you kind of take a shot, you're going to be like further and further away from the basket. Yeah. And you're getting more tired. So you're going up and down the court slower. Um, this is uh, my favorite part of the movie. Uh, you miss a shot, you get shot. I love it. Uh, Cuervo says no three-point bullshit, which is uh, wild. Uh, I don't know if Cuervo knows this, but the three-pointer is the most exciting thing in uh, <laughs> basketball. The yeah. most exciting play in basketball is the three-pointer. What about the so. slam dunk? Okay, uh, that's a rival for the most exciting play. For me, it's the three-pointer. It's three points. Slam okay. dunk's still just worth the same thing as making any other what shot. What about the half-court so. shot? I mean, it's three-pointer. It's a three-pointer. Okay, okay, so you're counting everything behind the yeah. line, three-pointer. Yeah, yeah, just like the three-pointer is the most exciting play in basketball. That's another reason I don't like Cuervo. Cuervo Jones, no three-point bullshit. Uh, I love this game. This is like a game that like I played on the driveway, like with our basketball hoop. Like I would have, I would have my my uh, spots that I would shoot from, and I'd have a clock that was like a timer. I had to get through all of it before the timer ran out. I had to get through five. Well, I had like ten spots or whatever, and I gave myself, you know, two minutes or whatever to like try to get through the ten spots. It's fun. I love it. This game's awesome, and they're using it to like kill people. Uh, it's it's really really fun, and I don't know how he made the shot at the end. I don't like the cut. The, the what I'm watching looks like he made the shot. Um, there's like a one frame. I, I paid attention to this the okay. second viewing. Okay, there's a frame where you can see the ball shift, and it it okay. shifts okay. from what Kurt Russell threw to a different basketball that is actually going to land in the hoop. Okay. Uh, it's very subtle, but I I, I needed yeah. to know. So, yeah. Surprise, surprise. The effects are not seamless, and you're able to see where they kind of cut it out. Yeah. But. Okay. Because I was like, did he make that? Because <laughs> that looked pretty good. It looks pretty good, yeah. Unless you're, like, unless you're following yeah. the basketball intently. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's pretty good. And who knows? Yeah. Maybe even when I was watching, maybe... Maybe my stream glitched. Maybe it wasn't even the movie. Maybe it was the stream that made it look like that. So maybe it is a seamless. Hey. Maybe he did make that shot. He made the one before. I think he made every single one yeah. up to that point. I don't know. I agree, yeah. Maybe he makes that shot. It's 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 just, do you want to sit there for two or three hours throwing basketballs? Maybe. Like, he could have done it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just got to get one in. You just got to keep the camera rolling and just keep throwing balls. Just, just keep, the, Yeah, keep getting hoop. people to feed him yeah. balls. He could do it. He's yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Honestly, he probably did it on one. He probably did this. <laughs> he probably did one take. He just went up and down. Ten second, he did it. He's like, that's it? That's all you have to do? You got to make this a little harder, Johnny. <laughs> he did it for real the first try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was another beef I had with the movie, is that they turned Snake into a superhero. It's just like, he can do anything, like, nothing is out of like out of range for him. He can yeah. make the most ridiculous basketball shots. He can surf on waves, even though he doesn't know how he can hang glide, even though he doesn't know how he's a superhero. That's not what I like out of the snake Pliskin character. Yeah. I like that. He's just a human. He's just a guy. And he goes through what he goes through in escape from New York. And like, you're worried for him. Right. This I wasn't worried for one second for him in this movie. Oh, no way. No way. 
Yeah, the uh, the black coat is like his cape. Like he's basically yeah. wearing a cape with that black coat. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I agree. He's he's totally a superhero in this movie. Um, yeah, he he just is, and that's like what that's I like. Yeah, that's <laughs> what, what I like is. about that's it. So just yeah, what it's, it is. It's just like that's exactly what they've done. To it him, is what it sure. is. Yeah. Now Cuervo does have a great line here before this whole basketball game starts. And he's like talking to there's like the whole the, the stadium's full of people watching. They love this. This is their their favorite oh. thing of the week is to watch people get gunned down at the basketball game. I would be there every night. <laughs> yeah. Cuervo says, Some people think you're already dead, Snake. Some say you never will be, because you may have survived Cleveland. You may have escaped from New York, but this is LA, and this fucking city can kill anybody. And then everybody there <laughs> starts chanting L.A., L.A., yeah. L.A., just like, we can kill anybody. That's what they're cheering for. We can for. do it. We can kill yeah. anybody. We are. Send us anyone. We are the best killers. Yeah. Send us anyone. Send us anyone. We'll kill uh, them. They will n- we'll kill them. We'll find creative ways to kill them. Maybe it'll be death basketball. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be something Maybe it'll be else. the gladiator where you get your head cut off. Maybe it'll be the gladiator. We got some tennis courts in the back over here. If you don't make uh, 10 serves and return them yourself, uh, we shoot you. Yeah, and the ball's a grenade. <laughs> yeah, and the ball's a grenade. Uh, we pull the pin and we start hitting. Yeah. Um. Well, this was this was fun because when he wins, nobody knows what to do. All the people in the stadium are just like they're looking around at each other like, what the fuck? Nobody's ever, no won, ever won before. And then they all start chanting, not L.A., but Snake, Snake, Snake. snake. They like him. He snake. won them over. Yeah. It's great. It's like the running man. It reminds me of the running yes, man. Yes. Like, they start killing some of the. You know, some of the stalkers and it's like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. You can kill the stalkers? Yeah. 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 That little old lady. I pick. She was great. I pick Ben. I want Ben. <laughs> what? You don't want far. I want Ben. Can't do that. What's his last name in that movie? Ben. I, I choose Ben Richards. Oh, nice. You can't Is do that, that his name? Yeah. I want. Don't you want Captain Freedom? I want Ben Richards. What about Dynamo? <laughs> yeah, d- d- Dynamo's a great... I want Ben Richards. Hmm. Okay, well, let's, well, you can have Ben Richards. We'll see how that goes. What about what about Sub-Zero? I think Sub-Zero's dead by that point. Ah, uh, right. More like Plane, Plane Zero. Zero. Warmer than Sub. You know what? I didn't know what the words were until I started talking, and they just came out. Plane Zero just came out. It's just... It's just, it's one of those things that's I think, one of the greatest jokes ever. I also remember a discussion on that episode where we're like, isn't Plane Zero better than Sub-Zero? <laughs> right. Because it's warmer. But then we also yeah. thought, well, Sub-Zero would hate being warmer. So that would be an insult. Yeah. Calling him Plane an Zero to him. is an insult yeah. to him because that's warmer than Sub. <laughs> we really dug into that one. We were confused. Yeah, as we should. Yeah, we were very confused. And then I think we eventually got there. Yeah. Which was great. You know what? You got to sometimes you got to figure these things out. You know, it's one of the funniest jokes that's ever been told on a movie. It's true. You got to dig into why it's so funny. That's true. Well, I don't know if I'd say the funniest. I'd say one of the most confusing. <laughs> exactly. Because it doesn't make confusing. a lot of sense unless you think a lot about it. Yeah. 
Uh, this is the classic I'm lost part of our show where we've gone on a Great. rant and I don't know where we are in the movie, but. Um, Great. I think we were talking about Sub-Zero and Dynamo. <laughs> yeah. So then Ben Richards, movie, um, right? he he has to uh, get to the computer to uh, shut down the... Oh, wait, wait. No, that's the wrong movie. Sorry. Uh, Dynamo was actually up next to play uh, Death Basketball here. He was on deck. Yeah. Yeah. So Snake Plissken catches a ride with Dynamo in his go-kart and speeds yeah. over to Cuervo Jones. Um, no, actually, okay. I know where we are. Um, Snake has to escape because Cuervo wants to shoot him. Yeah. And Utopia's like, you can't, can't let shoot him, him. He won. And Cuervo's like, I have to shoot him, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then there's an earthquake or an aftershock and everything starts shaking. Cuervo can't shoot him. Snake gets away. Snake just hides around the corner waiting for like Cuervo yep. to come to his car. And then he like causes an explosion, steals the device, jumps into the sewer, but slimy little Eddie map of the stars follows him yep. down there, shoots him, takes the device and gives it back to Cuervo. Crazy. And then from the sewer snake comes out to my most hated scene of the movie. Oh, great. He, he okay. walks out of the sewer into yeah. this hated scene. Surfing. It's just so over the top. It, it looks so bad. Again, yeah. Snake is just supposed to know how to surf. Yeah, for sure. Pipeline tells him what to do. You know, he's like, okay, now yeah. when the wave comes, you got to point your board this way. So what they're saying to us is that Snake does not know how to surf. And then Correct. he just surfs. You can't yeah. do that. Okay. I would have, I would have been okay if like he's pipeline's like, okay, you got to point your board this way. And, and Snake's like, I know how to surf. Call me surf. <laughs> Call me surf. So again, it's just like he's such a he's like a supernatural character. Yeah, Surf Pliskin is not a That's bad not bad. Name. That's not bad at all. Surf I don't, Pliskin? I don't hate that. Not bad. Now they're surfing, they're like high fiving, you know? Well it's that's what surfers do. For they sure, high five yeah. when they surf. Gnarly dude. Hang ten, bro. Uh, <laughs> I do laugh every time as bad as this scene is. I laugh every time when Steve Buscemi drives by in his car and does a double yeah. take. He's like, yeah. wait, what is that snake Plissken surfing on a wave right beside my car? That's driving down the highway. It gets me every time. I think it's fucking hilarious. It's yeah. But then, uh, yes, yeah, snake like makes his way off the wave. He kind of like rides the wave onto Buscemi's car. Right, yeah. Oh, man, it's tough to watch, but... Uh, I get it. There's no defending it, uh, but yeah, it's just one of those... If I like this movie, I have to like this part. I don't know. That's just the part of This is one of the scenes that... Yeah, it's like that that tonal shift that you, you're enjoying, and this yeah, this is probably the peak yeah. of that tonal shift, so... Yeah, like, I do not mind it. I do not mind this scene. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. So Snake wants Eddie to help him get back to Cuervo... So Eddie says, let's go to Hershey, who's played by Pam Greer. And Pam Greer, her hideout is in a super tanker. Another great location. For sure. She agrees to help Snake to get to Cuervo. And this is by hang gliding. They're just like, let's all hang glide. There's some fires happening. One of the guys is like, fastest way there, there's fires. So let's hang glide. 
we all know from Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, that yeah. fires lift you up into the air. So they, they're, yeah. they're going with that. They're like, it's hang glide. Those yeah. fires will keep us in the air. We'll get there fastest. And of course, sure. everyone just knows how to do it. Death from above. Here we go. Tim, wait, before you carry on. Yeah. Did you did you catch a look at Hershey's crew? Uh, yes. It's the Chang Sing and the Wing Kong getting along. They're on the same side in LA. Oh, I didn't notice that. I noticed uh, I noticed yeah. some of them. I didn't know that they were working together though. Yeah, some are from the Chang Sing, some are from the Wing Kong, and I guess in LA in the future, same side. I think that's fucking beautiful. That it, the, the exactly. Chang Sing and the Wing Chong yes. were able to work their bullshit out. Yeah. And I know. just get along and create a new gang. I, I honestly, I saw it and I, 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 it was exactly that. It was beautiful. It uh, warmed my heart that they were getting along. I, I loved it. The, they're the Chang Kong now. They're, exactly. They're the Chang Kong. That's, that, I like that a lot. Right? Yeah. Now, Malloy has sent a helicopter to pick up Snake and it lands in the middle of Cuervo's army which is getting ready to storm the U.S. Huh? Yeah, at, at Disneyland. Huh? Wait. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, Disneyland. But why would you land your plane or your... Sorry. Yep. Why would you land your helicopter in the middle of Cuervo's army? Oh, they demanded that helicopter. That's a... The helicopter that's, the helicopter that's landing is, is a demanded helicopter. I thought it was sent to pick Snake up. No, 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 no! They're gonna, they're gonna steal it. Oh, okay. It's sent. Okay. It's sent for Cuervo. He demanded the helicopter, and they're gonna go steal it. Oh, okay. I was, I always yeah. thought that was sent for Snake. No, no, no. to retrieve no, no, no. him. Okay. No, that makes sense then. Yeah. Now, Pliskin and the crew they glide in here. They attack Cuervo. Snake and Cuervo have it out. Snake is able to get the device. And his crew are able to get on the chopper. Now, on the chopper, it's Snake, Utopia, Eddie, Hershey, and three no-names. Now, during all the fighting, we should mention, Eddie was able to sneakily switch this real device for a fake one. Yeah, the device that he... He's been handing out these devices that basically is his, like, guide. His guide to all the... Uh, to L.A. Basically, he's mapped from the star map uh, of of he's, the stars. He said he map, mapped map to the stars, to the stars. Yes, yeah, sorry, map to the stars, Eddie. So he's like, like basically, his job before was to give you like a map of all the stars' homes and stuff. And so he's got this little device that would tell you things about L.A. Um, and it looks exact. I mean, it is the same. It's what you play these things on. It's the same exact device as what they run this. Uh, uh, possibly doomsday weapon from so he's he's been able to uh switch the devices yeah and apparently everybody has like similar devices like it's just it's almost like a cell phone it's just something that exists in the yeah. world so i exactly. didn't really have a problem with it because they made a point of saying yeah. everybody has these devices the important yeah. thing is like the mini disc that you put in the device that had like the encoding for the satellite so really what you want is not the device it's that mini disc yeah, exactly. So in the helicopter, Hershey gets shot and falls out. Eddie sees Cuervo with a bazooka, so he jumps out. Cuervo hits the chopper with the bazooka, and the three no-names in the back seat 
are like lit on fire and being fried. Meanwhile, Snake and Utopia are in the front of the helicopter, two feet away from this inferno going on behind them. They seem to be fine. They keep flying. Snake is down to two minutes until the poison kills him. He tells Utopia to jump out so that she can either escape or be killed because she's jumping out of a helicopter. Uh, are you jumping out of a hel- are you jumping out of a moving helicopter? Uh, Is that nope. your move? No. Nope. Me neither. If Snake tells me to, though, I probably am. I guess that's a good point. The helicopter crashes, explodes in flames, and Snake is somehow okay. So I guess <sighs> he also jumped out, but they didn't show us. I guess that's what they're saying here. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's like, uh, he, maybe he's like Jaws, Tim. How so? Just, uh, he can take infinite damage. But he didn't show any scarring or burns or anything. No, he's completely fine. That was a bit weird. Like, just show him jumping mm. out before it crashes, right? Right. I don't really remember. Like, I don't remember what happens they here. Don't show, I don't remember they, that. They show, him, okay. they show him in the burning helicopter. Then yeah. they show it crash to the ground. And then he's, like, walking in front of the flames. He made a full court shot and surfed down a road. So, I, at this point, and hang glided into Disneyland. I guess at this point, I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever, you can do anything. Yeah, fair. He's a superhero. I, already, I guess I already mentioned that. Yeah, he probably just backflipped out of that thing. And Ooh, all good. see, just show us that, though. That'd be cool. <laughs> I don't think they had the CG for that. They probably tried it. Definitely not. <laughs> now, the president and Malloy greet Snake. We watch as his timer runs out, but it turns out they played him. There was no Plutoxin 17. It was only a fast-acting flu. It's It was a fast-acting, like, rough flu. So also, Tim, he's doing all of these superhero, all these (gasps) heroic things. While he's sick. While he's super sick. Like he's been coughing this whole time. He's been very sick. And he, I can't believe he made those shots, ran up and down the court. I can't believe he surfed. I can't believe Hang glided uh, while he was so sick. He was apparently so sick. Well, now I wonder if he even felt any of the symptoms. I think he was just acting. Well, he was coughing. He coughed a lot. I just coughed. I'm not sick. That was very, it was very but convincing, Tim. Like maybe, like if he's as powerful as this movie's leading us to believe, I don't think the flu works on him. Yeah, it didn't, he's probably, probably like, didn't I'll play work. a game. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm bored. It was just a placebo. Yeah, he was just like, oh, I'm dying. I'm so poisoned, and he's just like playing the baby. Yeah, I think he was coughing because he hadn't had a cigarette the whole movie. That could be true. That could be true. Yeah. So I like that twist. I like that they gave him the flu and there was no like rules. You know, so good. It was no big deal. The clock doesn't matter. The clock ran out. Uh, it's so good. I love that they told us. Hershey told him like with 20 minutes left in this movie that the Plutoxin 7 is nothing. It's right. just a joke. And like, it's not it's not real. They just it's just another form for them to like keep you under their thumb. And yep. uh, he just didn't believe it. He, he, well, you can't believe that, right? You can't just believe someone telling you that because if your clock runs out, you could be dead. So uh, I love it. I love that it was just a, just a flu virus. Yeah, same here. Now, Utopia has already been captured. It took like 10 seconds. They find right. the device <laughs> on her, but she actually has the fake one. Yeah. Snake has the real one, but, but, yes. but Malloy thinks Snake must have left Utopia with the real one. 
Like that, he thinks that would have been Snake's plan. Give her the real, hide the real one on her. He's got the fake one and he's like waving it in the air. But no, he has the real one. Yeah. But Malloy searches Utopia, finds the fake one, thinks that's the big plan, and they take the fake one and send Utopia to the electric chair, which seemed, seemed a bit harsh. Yeah. I mean, the orders were to kill her, so uh, they want her dead. But yeah, it seems very harsh. It's like, uh, just send her to her room. You know, give her, you just ground yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. She's far too adorable <laughs> to be go to the electric chair. Like, yeah, like you said, send Straight her to, to her the room. the electric chair. Like, take away her TV privileges for the night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No Dreamcast tonight. You can't play the Dreamcast. Yeah. No. Fry her in the electric chair. President was president's fucking. He's gnarly, dude. He gets very angry about his. He's the worst daughter. Yeah. Now the president sets up a press conference to broadcast worldwide, and he demands an immediate retreat of all aggressors against the U.S. or he'll destroy their ability to function permanently. And you know who doesn't care? Cuba. Cuba doesn't like, give a shit. We're coming at you. We're coming. We're coming at you. We don't believe you. So they target Cuba with the device, but it's the fake. It's a map of the stars, Eddie, and it starts playing a recording from him directing you around LA. Great. So Love it. Snake's got the real device. He's standing there with him. The president says he like he's like, Oh, I hope I hope that was funny for you because now you're surely being killed. And he says, kill Snake. His men line up to do it. They start shooting him. And all I'm thinking is, what about the device? What if you right. hit the device? Yeah. There's like five people unloading machine guns on him. Yeah. Wh- whoopsie. Yeah, you wouldn't want to hit the disc. Uh, I mean, that would be the device, really bad. Hit the disc. Yeah, That'd it would be, be really, really bad. bad. I agree. It's fine. Now, obviously, a great part. Probably oh, my so favorite part yeah. of the movie. It's just, oh, yeah. it's been set up so well. This, this is yeah. like, this is great. Because it turns out Snake is a hologram. He's using the hologram he was given at the beginning by Malloy that we all forgot about. Totally forgot. Yeah. And this is actually really, really great, Dean, because I only picked up on it the second time. But they set this up even earlier because he loses that device. That device was in his jacket and his jacket gets stolen. He only gets the jacket back at the end to give him that device again. So this is this is an A plus like twist at the end here for me. Snake in the device kind of like away from danger because he's using this hologram. He types in 666 into the device which is the world code to target and shut down the entire planet. Snake presses the button. We see the satellites firing on Earth, taking out all the electricity on Earth. Then Snake finds some cigarettes and gets to use the matches Malloy gave him earlier when Malloy said, you never know when you'll need matches. Nice. And the end. Rules. I mean, absolutely love it. It's it's for me. This is just a fucking stellar ending to a oh, yeah. mediocre movie. Right. Yeah. The ending's definitely the best part. It leaves me like, 
Uh, very pumped about the movie. Maybe just another reason why I like it. I come off out of the movie off those last 10 minutes just being like wow wait was that incredible like this is such a good ending uh you know types in the world code shuts down the whole world i love that like um i love that there the uh, stacy keach's character here is telling him like uh you know you can't you can't smoke in the usa you can't drink no women unless you're married he's like saying all these like things you can't eat red meat it's america like it's it's great <laughs> and it's it's like all these things you can't do and also their country's horrible you yeah know, it's like it's, it's not actually doing anything to help um it, it it's fantastic and then he just shuts everything down sends everything back to the you know the stone age nothing le- electronic works anymore um awesome stuff and then he just i think he looks at the camera and says welcome to the human world or something the new world or something like that i don't know i don't know what he says but uh it's great i i I love this i I love this ending it uh, gets me pumped every time yeah snake had a great response to uh keach telling him all that stuff it's just like you can't do this you can't do this you can't do this you can't do this and then uh, snake's just like land of the free yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly that's when he knows he's like rules yeah we're all we're all under persecution here better just like reboot hit the reboot button here so yeah i love that ending yeah he saves utopia because he shuts down all of the electronic exactly yes she's 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 already in the the chair chair. with the headbands on her and everything yes (laughs) she's ready they're ready to fry her i love that i love that because she's too adorable she's a 12 year old in like a 20 year old body totally yeah now, there was talk of a third movie for this series called Escape from Earth. <laughs> but after the box office failure um, of this movie, they canceled it. But Dang. that movie would have picked up where this one ends and then move into Snake Plissken in a space capsule <laughs> flying interstellar. Of course. Of so course it would. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if we dodged a bullet. Or if I'd like to take a ride on that bullet. Yeah, listen, it, it feels like it's a movie that's a lot like this movie. Um, it's going to be a lot, a lot, very goofy. Yeah. I don't understand I don't want how that. they're going to space after they shut everything down. Okay, so wait, they shut everything down Air on Force Earth. One. So maybe Air there's Force sh- One. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, there's Air Force One. There's shit up in space that's still fine that they could send down, pick them up, and take them to space. Yeah. The spaceship. Air Force One. Air Force One. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. Oh, I know, Tim. You beat me in trivia. No, but I didn't. Wait, we, but n- you, neither of us got it. You didn't that. get it. No. You didn't get it. I'm yeah, just saying. I'm, I'm carrying the knowledge of last episode yeah. into this one. Yeah. You still did beat me in trivia, but it wasn't because of Air Force One. No. It was because of many other reasons. Because I'm smarter than you. It's because you're smarter than me. There's many other reasons. <laughs> you didn't have to bring that up, Dean. You didn't have to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Uh, that's fine. Hey. Uh, cool. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was fun. I, uh, I, I, I like it still. Um, it's one of those movies that's like, I totally get, uh, why people don't like it. <laughs> like, I yeah. absolutely understand if you don't like this movie really works for me. Um, I watched all of John Carpenter's movies. He is my favorite director. I can say that after watching every one of his movies, even the bad ones, even the ones at the bottom of the list of his 18 movies I still really like, you know, I still find like that. I just enjoy them. There's just something about his movies. Even like if it's boring, I still enjoy it. Um, so this is just another one. I just find the fun in it. If I want the great snake Plissken movie, obviously I'm watching escape from New York. If I want, you know, um, yeah, m- more of a 
You know, there's there's other things in his filmography that that he has great movies that give me that thing. But this is the fun one for me. This is the movie that in this filmography that I find to be uh, quite fun. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'd, I'd take this movie over a Disney movie any day of the week. Uh, personally, right. I, I love John Carpenter. Um, I just feel like this yeah. is one of his weaker entries. Uh, for sure. Yeah. It's like right around the bottom for me. I haven't seen every single one of his movies. I've seen the majority, but this is circling the drain um, for what he can do. So just a bit let down by that. But yeah, it's fine. Sure. I don't think I'm watching this movie again, um, but that that's fine. I, I'm glad that we revisited it because I, I wanted to see it again. It's been a while. I wanted to see yeah. if, you know, I've if I gave it a fair chance the first couple times and I think I did and it's just, uh, this one's just not for me, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Makes sense. I don't think I'm going to watch it again, uh, this year. Well, I would hope not because four, I'm already at four, four times is a lot. years, years almost done. I don't think I'm going to watch it again this year. Probably, I, I would probably also try to not watch it four times next year. I would like it, Dean, if you wouldn't watch it for several years. I think if you revisit okay. this within several years, there's something wrong. But I don't know. Give it some time, and then that's okay. But don't. Uh, okay. Why, you, why would you rush back to this? There's something about his like bottom of the barrel movies that I like. The Ward, also seen three times this year. Ghosts of Mars, seen three times this year. There's something about those movies that like I throw them on. When I just want to have something on, it's just like it's a good watch. That's that's fine. He's my comforting director, is John Carpenter. All right, I like it. Uh, okay, everybody, if you'd like to help uh, support us here at Talking Back, we'd love that. Do anything, anything will help. Tell your friends. Check out buymeacoffee.com. Check out Patreon. Check out BFOP Network. Lots of stuff going on over there. Hey, if you don't find something you like over on BFOPnetwork.com, Dean will never watch this movie again. Oh, man. The, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. that's This is the worst one we've done yet. <laughs> wow. Ooh. That's a hot take. Uh, hey, Dean, yeah. thank you for joining. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 